Please turn your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. We are talking about the life that pleases God. And uh, can I just say this? You know, all our protection, everything comes when you're in a place where you're pleasing God. Amen? Because if you're walking together with Him, you are in fellowship with Him. Uh, I was discussing a few things with uh, Pastor Verity uh, just over the phone. She's doing all these courses, and, you know, we chat about the Word. And uh, one of the things that really stood out with, I'm doing a course on prayer for Bible college. So I'm revamping Bible college, and we are, you know, doing some very specific courses. And one of them is prayer. And, uh, you know, the, the simplest um, definition for prayer was communion with God. You know, and I, I, I found that the one person that typified that is actually found and is, is actually the one that is spoken of in Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 5. You know, we love verse 6, don't we? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. You know that one? All right, okay. But you know what led to that verse was this person that actually walked with God. His name was Enoch. And one day he just wasn't there. You know, and, uh, you know, that's what this is all about. It's, it's having a close walk with God to such a degree. And it's really interesting when you read um, Genesis, everyone before him and after him died. That's right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right? But with him, it doesn't say he died. He just suddenly wasn't there anymore. And Hebrew says he was just translated out. Hallelujah. Way to go. Amen, you know? And I just, I mean... Can I just extend that and, and, and just show you that's what this is all about. You walk with God, and the protection is there. Amen. Everything that you need is there. Amen? Amen? And that's the reason why I'm sharing all this with you, because we just need to have a closer walk with God. We need to do things the way He wants us to do it. And, you know, one of the key things that I said before, and I will continue to repeat it, is that the secret of religion is that religion is secret. You know, we need to be doing things without letting anybody know what's going on. Now, if you get caught out, that's not a problem. The whole thing is that you're not looking to get seen. No, Amen? You know, and uh, that is a real key thing about pleasing God. So let's begin reading in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Don't worry, I won't preach all this again, because I did this last week. Jesus says, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth. He says, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. Verse 20. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and, uh, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So what is Jesus talking about? Can I just summarize it by saying, your treasure. He's talking about your treasure, whether it's an earthly treasure or whether it's a heavenly treasure. Wherever your heart is, that's where your treasure is. And where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. They are, they are the same thing. Now, when you read verse 22 after that, it doesn't make any sense if you don't understand what just happened. Verse 22. He says, the lamp of the body is the eye. You think, Jesus, you're skipping a groove here. Uh, we were talking about money. How come we're here now? <laughs> okay. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And everybody thinks Jesus kind of lost it there for a minute. 
wandered off in the woods. Because he comes back, <laughs> okay, and he says in verse 22, 24 now, he says, Now no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to one uh, and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. We're back to that, oh mammon. We're back to that again. Just wait, what happened in the, in the middle? We're going to talk about what happened in the middle today. <laughs> right? Okay. You know Jesus is always on track, don't you? He has just talked about your heart. He has just said wherever, remember again? For where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. All right? And now he goes on to talk about the lamp of the body is the eye. Now, can I just say this? There are two things here. Number one, can I just make a scientific statement? Everything that your body receives, everything that you see, is the result of light. Light carries information into your body. Okay, now that's all the science you're getting today. All right? <laughs> because he doesn't really talk about the light going in. But he's going to talk about, now listen, he says the lamp of the body is the eye. In other words, he's saying that you can basically read a person through their eyes. Isn't that something? You can tell when somebody's happy. You can tell when somebody's mad. Look at their eyeballs. <laughs> okay? No, see, especially today, man. You know, you got masks on. We don't know what all is going on under there. Okay? <laughs> we, we, have to, we have to read a lot in your eyes. Have you, have you noticed that? Some days you don't know whether they're agreeing with you or not. But if their eyes start getting squinty, hopefully it's a smile. You know, you're thinking, okay, we're on the right track, all right? Uh, if there's no frown and squinty eyes, that's a smile. Frown and squinty eyes, they're not happy. No, okay, never mind. All right, so <laughs> what, what is Jesus doing here? Because remember that everything that reaches your heart goes through where? Your eyes. Remember Proverbs? Proverbs chapter 4, verses 20 through 23 talks about be careful what you look at, be careful what you listen to. You know what? I need to go there. You know, let's go to Proverbs chapter 4 very quickly. Dear Lord. All right. This is not in my notes. Pro <laughs> Proverbs chapter 4. There we go. It says, And my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your where? Heart. For they are life to those that find them and health to all their flesh. And then he says, verse 23, keep your heart with all diligence. For out of it spring the issues of life. Everything that gets into your heart goes through your eyes and your ears. Whatever you're looking at, whatever you're listening to, is what's going to be influencing your heart. It saddens me sometimes how much we look at and listen to the world and not enough God. Seriously, family, you know, we really need to be careful what we're taking in. Whatever you take in will find its way into your heart. And the problem is, if it is not good, then your heart will stop producing the power it was designed to produce. Jesus said, if you can believe, all things will be possible. But if things get into your heart and begin to corrupt it, then you won't be able to believe stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's very subtle. Yeah. 
Amen? This is what it is talking about here. We haven't got off topic. (laughs) That's why I said this is so very important, what we're talking about today. He says the lamp of the body is the eye. And then he says, therefore, if your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. What does that mean? You know, if you have kind eyes, can I just say that your whole life will reflect that kindness? Everything that you say and everything that you do will reflect what's in there. Are you all with me? If you, had, if you have, and that's what he goes in to talk about when he then says, but if your eye is bad, if it is hateful, if it is, you know, angry, and can I just add now, because he's talking about materialistic things as well, if it is materialistic, if your eye is always looking to see how you can make that buck or whatever, okay, if you're always doing that, then all of your actions are going to follow that. That's why he says, if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. And I think it's incredible that he goes on to say, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? If you think that what you're doing is right, when it is wrong, he says, how great is that darkness? Because you are not looking for anything else, because you reckon you got it. Are you all with me? See, this is why you have to be so very careful about what you allow to influence you. There's a lot of voices out there. Especially, you know, I see so much division that has come into the body of Christ over a virus. Who would have ever thought that a virus could divide a body? Could divide families? A sickness could do that. Isn't it incredible? You, you just need to take a step back and just look at what's going on. You know, sometimes we get caught up in the, what is it, the forest, we miss the forest for the trees, whatever, I don't know. Is that a saying? Did I get that one? <laughs> sometimes I say things and I listen and go, that's wrong, what did I say that for? Now I've got to edit that out and make it still sound like I'm saying, okay. But, <laughs> so, oh, editing is a nightmare. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just be careful, you know, you just, some days we just need to back off. We just need to really understand what's coming from hell and not allow things to get in. That's why we need to, this is what he's talking about. Now, yeah, he is talking about money. He is talking about, because this is one of the biggest things. That's why he goes and says in verse 24, you can't serve God and money. All right, because we started with this. We started with where is your treasure? Because that's where your heart is. Then he's saying, be careful where your heart goes, by what you look at, by what you're letting in. Are are you all seeing the connections here? He's saying, if you are looking at things that are dark, then darkness is going to enter into your heart. And we need to be careful that darkness is kept far from us. We are meant to be the light of the world. In fact, remember in Matthew chapter 5, we are meant to be such lights. He says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? good works and glorify your father in heaven see when you have light in your heart then your whole life begins to show that light in so many different ways whether it's a kind word or a kind deed you know and and you know whether it's it's the opposite (laughs) it's the opposite of strife can i say that 
It's the opposite of greed. It's the opposite of everything that is evil. This is so important, family. This, we're talking about the life that pleases God. It isn't about how you dress necessarily, <laughs> okay, and that you're a nice person. I know a lot of nice people that are terrible. You know, they very pleasantly tell you off, <laughs> okay? I'm serious. And there are some people out there that are just rough as whatever, and they're the sweetest people. Just because every second or third word is a swear word doesn't mean... <laughs> All right, that's just a language problem. Amen. No, you really need, we really need to see past things. We can't allow the devil to kind of bring somebody that's really sweet and just change our thinking because, well, they're a sweet person. No, what's in the heart is what matters. If there are snakes and vipers coming out of there, <laughs> I don't care how nice the bag looks. Don't put your hand in it. Amen? A lot of the diamonds are in the rough. You really need to find them. Anyway, that's another sermon for another day. Anyway, back to this. <laughs> I've said to you, in other words, when, when all you feed on is darkness, all that emanates from within you will be darkness. And that's why Jesus says, how great is that darkness. Now, from, all our, from our previous studies, and I have shared this with you before, we know that Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees of his day. I don't want you to be sitting there sweating blood. Okay, <laughs> these are some very bad hombres. And uh, let's go to Matthew chapter 23. The reason why I want to go there is I want to make, I just want to let you know this is not you. Amen. Do you appreciate me? Yes, oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, the reason is, you know, there used to be a time I'd never do this. And I realized that all the wrong people were getting the message. You know, it's funny, the people that are soft at heart are the ones that go, oh, is that me? I, I, am I doing that? And, and you're not even thinking of them. You're thinking of some other person, and that person is like, I don't care. You know what I'm trying to say? And so the people that should get it, don't get it. The people that wasn't meant to go home with all kind of condemnation, I will never let that happen here. So let me take you somewhere to, make, to show you this isn't you. Matthew chapter 23, verse 13, But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut up the kingdom of heaven against men. For you neither go in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering in to go in. Can you believe this? These are meant to be the people that epitomize what the Lord stands for. What today we would call Christianity stands for. And they are the very ones standing at the door stopping people from getting in. Do you know why? <laughs> you all know why Matthew became a disciple of Jesus so quickly? Because Jesus told the Pharisees off. And, and Matthew goes, finally! Somebody called a spade a spade! Finally, somebody just saw through all the hypocrisy. You know, they preach, now do all these good stuff, and they rip you off on the other end. 
And then they have the nerve to look at Matthew, the tax collector, and say, you, you're, you rip people off. We don't want anything to do with you. Matthew's going, at least I don't do it in the name of God. At least I'm honest about me ripping people off. You bunch of snakes and vipers. <laughs> you know? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm trying to say? That's why Matthew was like, yes. Jesus said, follow me. He goes, mm-hmm. I'm there. Boy, I want to be a part of your group, man. Finally, something that is true, something that is real, something that is true light, not darkness, pretending to be light. Verse 15. I hadn't finished yet. (laughs) So he says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for you travel land and sea to win one proselyte, and when he is one, watch this, you make him twice, you make him. Do you see the words make him? In other words, they have such influence over these people. Their darkness is so great that if you have anything to do with them, you will become as bad as them and worse. Well, how do you know that? Well, let's keep reading, shall we? And when he is one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Wow. Can you see that? Uh, That's not you. Everybody go hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) this is what Jesus is talking about. These kind of people that just spread their darkness wherever they go. And the light that they think they have is not light at all. It is darkness. Amen. Amen. And I, I, you know, I truly wonder what Jesus saw when he looked into their eyes. Can you imagine? No wonder John the Baptist goes, I don't believe you. Go bring fruits that show that you're actually repenting. I don't trust anything you guys say. (laughs) Which brings you to something else. You know, when Jesus talks about, and I believe it's in, later on in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount, when when he's, you know, Talks about those people that say, you know, that they'll come and say, Lord, Lord, we did all of these amazing things in your name. And he says, get away from you, workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And all the Christians get nervous. All the Christians go, is that me? Oh, please read the stuff before, please. Don't just jump in there. (laughs) And also listen to what he said. Uh, here's a big revelation. Are you ready for a revelation? People lie. <gasps> no. Yeah, yeah, let me say it again, you know, because some of you didn't get it. People lie. What is a lie? A lie is not the truth. <gasps> you learned something today. You get, what did you learn at church? I learned that a lie is not the truth. You went to church and gave money for that? Wow, I changed churches, dude. This is... (laughs) Hello. (laughs) Can I say it again? Listen. What did it say? They said. They said. We did these things in your name. They said. Said, 
John 8, 44. For you are the children of your, talking to the Pharisees and Sadducees, he said, for you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do uh, the evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning and always hated the truth. He always lied. <laughs> you all know where I'm going with this? They said we did all these things, and everybody takes them at their word. I'm like, how dumb can you be? These are liars. How do you know? Their lips are moving. <laughs> okay, listen, don't get nervous. When it says, and they said all of these things, what Jesus said mattered. Jesus said, I never knew you. And he knows his sheep. Listen, please. Even the naughty ones. Thank God. Okay? <laughs> All of us going, whoo, hallelujah. When Jesus said, I never knew you, it means you never were one of mine. You are saying a lot of things. You are saying things that you use to deceive people, to rip them off. But you get to me, I know you. I know that you are not one of mine. You can't use all those lies to get away with, you know. See, this is what the, the liar always believes, that the, he can lie his way into everything. Especially if he's good at it down here. Listen to me. Only problem is when you get to heaven, God knows you. And you start all that and he goes, I don't know you. Oh, but look, look, look at all my fake, I mean, my, my, my accreditations. <laughs> yeah, they're all fake. Amen. Are you, are you getting this? So, we are not talking about you. You might be a naughty sheep. You might be a bad sheep. You might be a black sheep, but you're still a sheep. Amen. You're not a goat. Because that's what the unbelievers are, 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 are you know, are portrayed as, as goats. That's why Jesus talks about the sheep on one side and the goats on the other. There's going to be a lot of, <laughs> is that really a sheep? <laughs> yeah, that's a sheep. Just got in. Amen. So, we all know we're not talking about you. All right? Okay. <laughs> In fact, in Mark chapter 7, verse 13, this is one of the things that Jesus really had problems with. He says, thus you nullify the word of God, talking to the scribes and Pharisees, by your tradition that you have handed down. You nullify, you nullify, you make the word of God of no effect. In other words, they, whatever you say, they'll go, oh yeah, we don't believe that anymore. Yeah, but it's in the Word. No, 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 you know, that passed away or something. I don't know. I always want to know which parts passed away and which parts... God better tell us which parts we can't believe anymore. He shouldn't have written it down. It should have disappeared. What happened in chapter 5? It passed away. <laughs> my, my Bible now goes from chapter 4 to chapter 6. I'm serious. If it passed away, it should not be here. If it's here, it's written. If it's written, it's promised. If it's promised, 
he'll make sure he watches over his word, word to perform it. And not one word will ever return void. Amen. Hallelujah. So, taking all this into account, we can better understand why Jesus said to the scribes and Pharisees, Now, if therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? This is a warning to all of us. That whenever we decide to reject the truth, then all we'll be left with is darkness. And great will be that darkness. Amen? See, he has now gone through, he has talked about where your heart is, that's where your treasure is. Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And now he's saying all the stuff that gets into your heart goes via your eyeballs. What you listen to, what you hear, I mean what you see, what you hear. And he's saying you be careful that what you're putting in there is in darkness because what happens is the next thing that he's going to talk about, I won't do it today because I've run out of time, but the next thing that he's going to talk about is in verse 24. Let me introduce it to you. When he goes on to talk, now see, he's, he hasn't left his subject. He goes on to say, no one can serve two masters. Notice they're both masters. They're both on equal footing. You, you can't, you know, you've got to get this. It isn't God and money. It's God and money. And he says, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Okay, notice he says, he didn't say it's hard to serve God and mammon. It's difficult some days. Do you understand the word cannot is cannot? I mean, that's just an absolute no. When Jesus says you cannot, he's letting you know you cannot. You can't serve both of them. You will have to either pick one or the other. Amen. And sad to say, you know, a lot of Christians pick mammon. They want to receive mammon. They want lots of mammon in their bank account. And they want God to give them the mammon. <laughs> See, God promised you that he'll bless you. All right? Then when we go and look at this, we'll talk about all of this. God isn't against money. God's against you loving money. What you serve comes from love. Amen? He wants you to love him so that he can give you everything. I mean everything. Because he trusts you. Because you love him. Because when he tells you, okay, I want you to give this away, you go, sure. You won't do the two-step well, do you know how much that is, God? Shuffle. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the, that's going to only leave me this much in the bank. Shuffle. All of those little dances that we go through. Are you all with me? Like the rich young ruler. 
That was the only problem he had. Wasn't his money. Wasn't that he had money. The problem was the money had him. And that's why Jesus says you need to make a break. You need to separate yourself from that. Because it's got, that thing has got you by the throat. And I don't like that. Amen? Anything that is destructive or damaging to you, the Lord will make sure to separate you from it. We have seen relationships like that. We have given them the same advice. They have not taken the advice. And it's ended up in a ditch. Big surprise. <laughs> Seriously. And I'm going to leave it there. Oh, in the ditch? Yeah, I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> let, let me just say this. <laughs> Be careful what you look at. Be careful what you listen to. Right now, we need all the light we can get. Amen. Look for things that encourage you. Look for things that bring kindness into your eyes, generosity into your eyes. Love into your eyes. Stay away from things that cause you to sour. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you, Father, for all that we are receiving from your word. We thank you, Jesus, for teaching this. Hallelujah. The pearls that drop from your lips are incredible. And we thank you that we take them to heart. We will not be just hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Because that's where the blessing is. Hallelujah. And I pray over each and every individual, Father, that you protect their hearts. That you warn them if there is something that is going in that is not good. You keep them away from it. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, that what we receive is light, is your truth, your wisdom. And that we hold on to it and we allow it to grow in our life. And everything that is darkness, we uproot and throw it out. Hallelujah. That all of our lives are full of your light. And everything that we do is a fruit of it. And Jesus, you said you will know them by their fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Amen.